one tag showing up all over is Penis Man. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. Wednesday, January 8th. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Millis. Hi, everybody. What's up, Tassie? We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. And last but not least, making the magic happen, it's JD. Hello! There he is, and here we are. Thanks for joining us. Guys, follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at No Dunks Inc. We posted Trey's pick and payoff vid yesterday it was a multi-camera shoot <laughs> for a game of ice chest unbelievable work by jd putting that together and trey for taking it how you feeling today today feeling fine pretty sore all last night Ooh, yeah we were throwing big old cubes i couldn't believe the accuracy you guys were on fire i felt like it was like 90 percent success rate on the throws yeah it was sort of uh we were a little bit Maddox, Smoltz, and Glavin out there, weren't we, guys? I guess we didn't have a lefty. <laughs> trying not to bring the heat. Didn't want to fire off a face. Well, maybe so you were trying not to bring the I heat. I was. Yeah, this yeah. guy was – he were the Smoltz throwing gas. Yeah. Tass was trying to keep it controlled out there. The Greg Maddox and Lee was just nestling them in there, like yeah. Tom Glavin. I think you got one right in my belly button. I don't know how you did that. <laughs> like almost stuck. My mom, everybody loved it except for my mom, who was like, I can't believe they were hurting my boy like that. <laughs> no, it was like not- a modern day stoning, is what she texted me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sally. It is, it's ice chest. Look, look, those are the rules. We didn't make the rules. Well, we did make the rules, actually, now that I think about it. Um, no, it wasn't just your mom. There, were, there was some blowback uh, on Twitter and Instagram from some concerned people saying, uh, this is too violent, and how dare you? And uh, Okay, relax. Everybody's that was fine. Fun. It's fun to have your friends. We had the goggles you. on. Yeah, we uh, didn't get them too, too bad. But you're, you're okay. It was a little sore last night. You're fine. I'm now. fine. I'm fine. Great. Uh, you guys know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nodunksinc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. You got to email us your NBA questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. We'll be beach stepping later today. So you still have a few hours to get those last minute questions in. And yesterday afternoon, before we get into last night's games and last night's stories, yesterday afternoon, we dropped a fun new podcast called The Trade Deadline Court. Trey and Lee were making their cases to the Honorable Judge Tasmelis. I think he took an envelope, to be honest with you. Oh, really? Well, (laughs) you guys were making your cases um, on four different teams, the Raptors, Thunder, Heat, and Spurs, and how they should approach the February 6th trade deadline. Should they be buyers or should they be sellers? Um... I highly recommend you go check this podcast out. Uh, it was a lot of fun. JD, you knocked the production um, of this one out of the park. I can't believe that that the People's Court music is actually in our library. We have permission. Wow. Unbelievable! Oh, wow. It's great. It's perfect. Uh, yeah, you. Yeah, we were for you for you old heads out there. It was a play on the People's Court. I guess it, the show is still on. Amazingly, I, uh, I don't sure. know who's watching it, but maybe some of you are. Uh, but uh, yeah, shout out to Wapner. It's a lot of fun. Check that out. You know, Taspi and the judge, these guys going at it in the courtroom, making their cases. And the production, again, it's, it's uh, unbelievable. So that one's called The Trade Deadline Court, and we posted it on Tuesday. All right, one more piece of news. Look, Saturday, February 15th, Shuba's Tavern in Chicago, Illinois. Excuse me? We'll be recording a live podcast before the start of the All-Star Saturday Night Festivities so a bit of an earlier start. It's going to be a 6 p.m. live podcast show for us before the, again, those all-star Saturday night festivities get underway. 
But come join us if you're in the Chicago area. Tickets are now on sale. Hey. You can go to theathletic.com slash no dunks live. Now, you got to be 18 plus, guys. This is a, this is a tavern. This is a bar. Um, 18 plus only. There are VIP tickets available. You'll see that on the website. There are regular tickets as well. But the VIP tickets, I know some of you are already asking. Some of you uh, have already found the link before we've really even announced it. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, it's priority seating, and there is a little meet and greet after the show uh, with all five of us. So if you're interested in that, you want to get something signed, you want to take a picture, whatever, maybe go the uh, go the route of the VIP tickets. Not a whole lot of those available. So, uh, you know, if you, if you do want to do that, if you do want to meet us and get a chance to hang out a little bit after the show, jump on that now because there's not a ton of those. They're going to go quickly, I think. Or, I hope. We hope. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll There's find only out. two available. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you do get the priority seating with those as well. Um, again, Saturday, February 15th uh, at the Shoebus Tavern in Chicago, Illinois. Theathletic.com slash No Dunks Live. Can't wait. That, that Guys, this is like a... Basically a month away, a mm. little bit more. Oh, yeah. Five weeks we're looking at here. Valentine's weekend as well. Ooh, How romantic is that to bring your, bring your partner along to a live no-dunk show? You think we should light some candles I, and stuff like that? Absolutely, yeah. Live performance of showing love on <laughs> Valentine's <laughs> oh, Day oh, weekend. My. we got to rehearse our choreography. Oh, my goodness. Uh, no, we're not doing that, okay? <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to nip okay, that in fine. the bud. Um, but, guys, let's get into uh, last night's games. We'll, we'll do a little Is This News as well. Let's jump around here a bit. Lakers 117, Knicks 87. You got the cover, Lee. Smart pick there with the Lakers. We'll get to the pick them later. Um, but look, the stories from this one. Anthony Davis, he took a scary fall late in the third quarter. He landed hard on the tailbone. He gingerly walked to the back, um, sort of after the, the shock of that, maybe that fall wore off. X-rays negative, so that's good news. We already know he's going to miss an upcoming road trip, though. Um, two games in Dallas, in OKC, to sort of stay back and rehab. Can the, are the, can the Lakers sort of, I know this, this happens with AD from time to time. He always picks up some of these weird injuries even. Um, but how do you feel about the Lakers' chances moving forward here? Obviously being number one still in the West, do they have enough of a cushion? What's your takeaway from the AD tailbone fall, the sacral contusion? Hmm. Well, no one should be worried about the Lakers. I mean, it's just a couple games. Anthony Davis will be back. He's been... A tough guy. Let's let's throw that adjective at him because he has been tough. Even though he's missed some games, that's the reputation that he's got. He also plays a lot of games, and he's been playing games a lot, except when he uh, requests a trade from his team, then he doesn't play. Oh, um, come well, come on. Hey, did he not request a trade? He did, and yeah. then they told him not to play. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah, that worked out. Look, this it worked out for him. Anyways, yeah. they have no worries. They're up four and a half games. Yeah, I think it's a smart thing to do is uh, right now, it's early January. Give him a few days. It looked nasty, that fall. He got up yeah, and he did. was walking off gingerly. But an injury like that, I would I would guess, is going to be pretty sore because there's not a lot of flesh down that area. Not it's a like, lot of boost. No, no. He doesn't have a lot of boost either. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think they may as well just uh, give him, uh, you know, if he needs three or four games until he comes back healthy because any sort of injury like that, you want to make sure you are totally uh, pain-free from when you do return. Yeah, I'd say give them 10 days off. They got the Mavericks and Thunder coming up next, missing that road trip. But then when they come back to L.A., it's the Cavs and Magic. I think you're fine to sit Anthony Davis for those couple of games. Get them basically two weeks off. Get them raring for their next road trip. They go to play the Rockets on January 18th. I think you can win at least two of those four games, Mavs, Thunder, Cavs, Magic, without Anthony Davis. Hopefully, I mean, if you're the Lakers, you 
are probably thinking you can still win four of them. Let's see what Dwight does. You know? <laughs> exactly. Dwight's going to be going to be playing a few extra minutes, you think, here, and JaVale's been good for them as well. So, you know, they're very deep at that position where Anthony Davis plays. So uh, I, I don't think the Lakers look at this and go, oh, how are we going to survive? Yeah. I think they just go business as usual, really. LeBron should try and get Kuzma going. That should be the yeah. goal is to either he – they get a little continuity going, a little chemistry, and get Kuzma flowing, get him playing well. So either he's good for the Lakers or it's good for his trade value. Yeah, I think that's something we'll be seeing here with the Lakers. The other incident in this game, Knicks forward Bobby Portis ejected in the second quarter for swinging his arm across the head of KCP. You guys saw this. Do you think Portis is going to get a suspension here? This one was pretty nasty. I do. Really caught him. Uh, no one's really disagreeing with the you know flagrant two, you're out of here from that game, but... There could be a fine suspension. You think so? I, I definitely think he winds up, and and he says afterwards, like they always say, I was trying to make a play on the ball. No, he was nowhere near the ball. He clacked. He clocked him. Clacked uh, him. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say whack. I was going to say clock. I ended up with clacked a clack. clack. Uh, speedy Claxton. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think he he deserves at least one game, maybe even two, for that because he goes down. Uh, KCP on that one. He he hits the deck. The and headband, goes the headband flying. flies off yeah. as well. So, but the, that that wasn't even, in my opinion, even close to a play on the ball. It was a silly, careless foul, and I think he deserves uh, punishment, severe. Pun- well, you know, more than just uh, more than just being ejected. I think so too. Everybody knew it on the floor as well, and when everybody knows it in real time, then something was a little bit flagrant about it. You know, the Lakers including LeBron James, one of the first guys to get over there and get in Bobby Portis's face, which is good to see the camaraderie there on that team. They did it for Anthony Davis as well, making sure that he was all right when he went down. Uh, and Bobby Portis will definitely get a game, especially because he's got a bit of a reputation. You know, he throws some punches in uh, in practice. So, yeah, it, and it looks terrible in slow-mo, obviously, and it, looks, uh, it looked bad live speed. Suspension is coming. We'll hear about it pretty soon. Uh, it was so blatant and so obvious. There's not a lot of people around them when the play even happens. Uh, it's impossible to miss. And like you guys are saying, that's a big windup. Mm. Yeah, he really gets them. I, I think I don't think it'll be more than one game. Uh, it'll be the fine. In I think it, I think it's automatically a game for contact on the head like that. Isn't it? In any sort of incident? No, no it's up to no. their discretion. Yeah. It's the See, we're talking Kiki, about how we don't know the rules. It's yeah, true. Kiki's no, going to look at it. Like, I he mean, doesn't know the no, rules. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, yeah. But what do you mean? Like, like, like you're saying any sort of play like this, the next day that guy's going to get a one-game suspension? I, think, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that tends to be tends to be the rule. But Anyway, I think yeah. we're all agreeing he's going to get one. You think maybe he deserves even a little bit more? And he could get more. Yeah, like, yeah there's no rule he couldn't get more than one game. Um, but my gut says it will be just the one. Moving on. Thunder, 111. Nets, 103. This is an overtime win for OKC, continuing to roll. Chris Paul again. The takeover. 20 points in the fourth quarter and in overtime. It's uh, it's unreal at this point what he is doing night in and night out, it feels like, for this OKC Thunder team where he's just like, all right, time for me to uh, go splash some jumpers over some big guys. Exactly right. He must be shooting 100% from 14 to 16 <laughs> feet. Wild. That's all he does is just dribble around, dribble, 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 take a little step back. It's enough space, and it's money. Uh, it's not going to be long before people start saying, is Chris Paul in the MVP conversation? Huh. Well, 21 and 16, nobody expected anything from the Thunder this year. I mean, you could maybe say they were going to be a playoff team, but they have surprised some people. And yep. Chris Paul has been in the news for balling out for two straight weeks. That's about the time when people start uh, – 
inviting you to a dinner. Yeah, you're right. To have a seat at the table. Yeah, we've been hanging out for a little bit here. Come over. Yeah, like uh, we'll put the leaf in the middle of the table, extend it a bit. Yeah, I'll bring a chair over. We'll get one from the dining room. Don't worry about it. Or I guess from the living room. Um, yeah, this he single-handedly outscored the Nets 12-11 in clutch time. So the score within five points in the final five minutes of the regulation or overtime. It was awesome because OKC was down six. Joe Harris, he gets caught on an Adams pick. CP3, jumper, top of the key, no problem. OKC down four, 115 to go. He doesn't use Adams' pick. He explodes the other way, gets to his spot at the free throw line, just goes you know straight up before Jared Allen can really contest it. Boom, splash. OKC down two, 50 seconds to go. Here comes Adams, super high pick. He uses it to shake Lavert, and then Allen is playing super high up. I mean, they've talked about it. They know it's coming. But because of his handle, he just uses like a sick little... I don't know, hesitation dribble, step back jumper, splash over him. So that was down the stretch in regulation. And then he, you know, hit a couple other, you know, sort of fadeaway baseline one and then another one over Allen. It's, uh, it is pure. I think he is shooting something ridiculous. Not 100%, but it's He's like 55%, 55% from the mid-range. From yeah. mid-range yeah. And then just money in the clutch. And mm-hmm. OKC now, best record in the West since Thanksgiving at 15 cool. and 5. Lee, I'm starting to think you're um, you, you looking into the crystal ball and seeing Chris Paul and the Thunder upsetting the Rockets in the first round or something. Man, I could, I'm starting to see it now. Well, the thing is, you know, again, the biggest criticism of Chris Paul, I guess, in the playoffs is not being able to finish off series. And he's getting so much practice during the regular season <laughs> sure, sure. at closing out games. And, the, and he seems to have the game under his complete control. Uh, Brooklyn played well in this one, but when I mean, didn't when he had a chance, I mean, he had a well, free Paul, throw and ironically, jumper, Paul yeah. kind of turned it over there too yes. on that last yeah. possession yeah. Uh, that gave uh, Brooklyn a chance to win it, um, and they and they weren't able to do that. But it just sort of felt like Chris Paul's like, all right, I gave you one chance, you're not getting another one, and took that game in overtime, took over, just th- th- had the control uh, yeah. so early on, and then finished it off. And I just I love the way you know this talk about perhaps you know they're going to trade him or at some point he'll leave. I love having Gilgis Alexander learning from a guy like him. I, I think this is so good for his development because he's been fantastic as well. But I think he's only going to get better um, playing alongside Chris Paul because, again, I don't think Chris Paul feels that he's in any way trying to take his... You know, they're not competing. And I think Chris Paul has competed with some of his teammates in the past, whereas now he's just leading and uh, and the results are there. And, and they just look so, so good at both ends of the floor right now. Yep. So it's great. It's cool for Chris Paul to be uh, in the closer role. I'm sure he relishes it. He hasn't been able to do that for several years, you know, after playing with James Harden for a couple of years. And uh, the MVP talk, wow, wild stuff. It's um, Yeah, you, it, you surprised me jumping to that, TK, because I was thinking, well, definitely all-star talk is going to be firing no up doubt. here. And, and no doubt. It depends, yeah. If they, if they get way up in the standings, he'll have to get a few votes. If They they have to get way up there, I imagine. He hasn't got an MVP for what? For vote. MVP, yeah. yeah, if he hasn't got an MVP vote since you know 2015-16 when the Clippers were way up in the standings. But, you know, like those Clippers days, he kind of just chills for two and a half quarters, three quarters, and then just closes out games. And that's why uh, – you know, he's at, you know, 16 and a half a game, and um, a lot of those come in the fourth quarter. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, bigger play from this one, Jared Allen's dunk or Jared Allen's block? Both huge. Both huge. Uh, I mean, he really cocks that thing back on Muscala, but I will go ultimately with the block because I think Terrence Ferguson is a better dunker than Mike Muscala is a shot blocker. 
I don't remember ever seeing Mike Muscala block a shot. I looked it up. He has blocked him. He was here for a long time in Atlanta. I don't remember yep. any of his blocks, but uh, Terrence Ferguson has had some dunks. He cocks his way back Yeah, trying to throw it down on Allen, and that thing is clean. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. I agree, because I don't actually think Jared Allen had dunk of the night either last night. I think we saw that uh, in an earlier game there. But, yeah, that, the defense was just great because uh, Terrence Ferguson had every intention. He's a leaper, too. Oh, God, he yeah. gets right up there, and Jared Allen gets him clean, so... Yeah, I'm going with the block. Tess, where you go, block or dunk? Oh, block was great. It right. was fantastic. I love it. Love for defense here. Grizzlies 119, Wolves 112. Grizzlies, another quality win. So entertaining. I hope all of you out there listening are trying to catch these Grizzlies games and watch them. They are must-watch television, especially with John Morant and then Jackson hitting the triples late. Dylan Brooks on fire still. It was those three guys really taking over down the stretch as they got the seven-point win. Um, I mean, one of the other highlights of the night was John Morant just shaking Robert Covington, like leaving him in his dust. This is a good perimeter defender. This is not This is not a Muscala out there trying to guard John Morant. He's good, and uh, he was gone. Like It was like he was not even there, that play exploding to the rim. Uh, Memphis is a half game out of the eighth seed. Half a game out. It's crazy. It's crazy. And Jay Mar- John Morant. Bloody. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm just going to call him Morant from now yeah, on. Yeah, why not? <laughs> he, he's so um, efficient for a rookie. That That's what's incredible about it to yep. me. He's shooting 48% from the field, 39% from three. I mean, and nearly 80 at the line. Yeah, yeah uh, awesome but that, that play you talk about there with Covington, I mean, he shook him so clean that he basically just went in for a layup yeah. afterwards. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't like a big thunderous dunk. <laughs> he had so much time to gather and just go in there and glide in. Um, but yeah, th- these, this is so good because it's not just him putting up these highlights in blowouts or anything yeah. like that. These, these are these are you know big wins for this young team. And uh, the future is looking pretty bright there. But, you know, Clark and Jackson and Brooks, again, you mentioned him. I mean, there's a, a lot of really nice little pieces yeah, there. Yeah, those are four, like, nice, solid-looking young guys yeah. that you could you can definitely go, wow, we can build around this. We're building around it right now. We're winning games. Yeah, and I love that they just kept going pick and roll every single time. A lot of times you'll see a play works. They'll go to it. They'll go to it another time, and then they'll mix up. You want to get somebody else a touch. I understand right. that, but Ja had it rolling. Jaron had it rolling. So why not just continue to go after the Wolves like that every single time? It was impossible to stop, and it was cool to see all the different ways that Ja was scoring. You know, he he had the one where he shook him. He had a, a like a putback off his own miss off an offensive rebound. He had a little floater. He had a little pull-up jumper. He was showing off all the different facets of his game. Then he had that crazy pass out from the baseline all the way to the top for a D3 from Jaron Jackson. It was fun. Yeah, although he's a young player getting all of the the accolades and all the talk he's not just doing it on his own i'm sure a lot of people on his team love playing with him he's just not he's not a selfish dude and so it's uh cool to see him fly up this the radar the rookie radar nobody expected him to be this great and nobody expected the grizzlies to be this great they're sort of like last year's sacramento kings they're kind of the the young team darling Mm -hmm. and everybody watching now to see if they can get into the postseason because they're right there Triple J had 11 down the stretch, a lot of those threes. Yeah, and Brooks and uh, Morant had 10 each um, in the fourth quarter, sort of late in the fourth quarter. Look, if we're putting Trey Young in the All-Star game, then we ought to get Jaw there as well. Let's do it. Why not? Sorry about your conference, bro. Uh, yeah, I know. And That's look, that is, I want to ma- make this clear. That is not a knock on Trey Young. The guy's averaging 29 points per game. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yes, he's on a, on a bad Hawks team. 
I'm even, I've come around. I'm like, yeah, put him in. He's so much fun. Let's just make the All-Star game obviously uh, super entertaining and it helps to have great guards as playmakers. But I'm like looking at it now from like Jaw doing the exact same in the West. You're right, likely not going to make it just uh, because of the, the depth of the guard position there. But man, can't wait to see him eventually in the Sunday game. He's going to be there on Friday night anyway. Well, we'd see him maybe in the dunk contest too. And possibly on Saturday night. Good point. Mm. He sort of screams to me like uh, he could be in the skills competition too. There, sort of. <laughs> sure. I always want guys throw him like, in there. Guys like that and that. Um, great, great game though from uh, from the Grizzlies. Very exciting. Final one here before we get to is this news. Blazers 101 wraps 99. I don't know if you got the mellow drop at your fingertips there, JD. I do not. Ah, uh, I should have told you. Mellow scored 28 points and hit the game-winning jumper as the Blazers snapped a four-game losing streak in Toronto. Yes, it was a throwback type of night. You had Chris Paul doing his thing and Derrick Rose doing the thing for the Pistons and now Mello with the Blazers. Raps were shorthanded big time. I mean, they're still missing a ton of their guys. Van Vliet wasn't even playing in this one. Um, But they sort of gave it away because Mello and Lillard caught fire. Caught fire late. I mean, Mello getting the love for the game-winning jumper, got to his spot. You know, they, they sort of took Lillard out of the play, played him super high. Nice shot. But Lillard, that bomb... That he thirty five foot three with like forty yeah. seconds to go. He got a little help there, no call uh, from the officials on Whiteside, uh, sticking out his hip to take down uh, Hollis Jefferson. But what a shot from Lillard! And just before that, he hit another one too. Uh, it, with a couple of minutes to go, he was on the other side and he hit it from pretty far out. Uh, and then Mello hit one as well. And in the corner, yeah. yeah I mean, the, the the Raptors led this game for like forty six minutes or something crazy. Uh, I think the Blazers only led seventeen <laughs> seconds of the game or something. Uh, I think that, like early on, I think they were they were, they were four three. Yeah, something like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, Mello to hit that shot. I mean, that's that's great for him and great for his story. Uh, tough, tough loss there for the Raptors because Kyle got a pretty good look too. For the game winner. Yeah, he did. Clanked it off at the end there. Um, so I felt for the Raptors in that one, but uh, Blazers, they needed something like this badly to get a win like this for them. It's a good point. Yeah, Patrick McCaw turning it over there with 13 seconds to go, throwing it really low. Yeah. I don't know why he was doing that. Uh, and that gave the Blazers a chance to win it. And Melo comes through, man. This Clutch guy was Mello. out of the league for a year. That's crazy, right? It Anybody could have had Carmelo Anthony if they wanted him. I mean, you have to have the the right team to fit in, a team that's going to be fine playing iso ball, that's trying to score and not really worrying about the defensive end. But he's been great for the Blazers. He's been exactly what they needed. And he, his addition and, you know, Lillard's consistent play have kept the Blazers in the running for a playoff spot. Yeah, they could have easily gone the other way, and things could have ended poorly this season, but they've done a good job of staying close enough to, to the playoff picture to make a push whenever Nurkic comes back or whenever other teams start playing even worse. All right, let's get to Is This News. Our first headline, Yahoo Sports. Sources, Anthony Davis declines Lakers' maxed extension offer. Is this news? No, it's not news. Why? He's still going to stick around there. Because he can make $56 more million by not signing this deal. Mm. That makes it not news to me. Exactly. Mm. That's why you need to do this game. you got to yeah. explain this to people because some people go crazy. Oh, my God. He turned down four years, 146. What does it mean? He's leaving. Sounds like he's going no. to the Bulls. No. <laughs> Tass is right. He's now eligible for a five-year 202. So this is procedural. So why did the Lakers offer it to him then? Because they could. But they knew he wasn't going to take it. <laughs> but, but if you could sign your star to a long-term deal... You ask him. I hey, know, I know. But so he became eligible yesterday, and so they said, hey, do you want to stick around? He said, yeah. you know what? I'll stick around, but I'll 
take more money. Yeah, I'll take How more money. That? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a little surprised Why it was. Why did they do it? No, but I mean, if they knew, if it, 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 by him declining it, and again, because people don't know all the rules and the intricacies of why he could turn it down, it looks like, oh, maybe Davis is considering his options. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the headline the other way is, Lakers do not offer max extension offer to Anthony yeah. Davis. Is he leaving? Right. <laughs> That's true, Lee. Yeah. You can't argue well, that. Well, yeah, I mean... I don't know. It just it just it's just a little weird considering how tight Rich Paul is and he has another reasonably uh big client there with Los Angeles that they would say let's not even go down this road. We know what's happening. But in 2019, <laughs> I think it was with Sports Illustrated, Illustrated, Rich Paul said AD would be going into free agency this summer regardless of where he was playing. So, yeah. I mean, this was always the plan because it's like Tass said it's going to get your his client the most money in AD. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's 56 million dollars. But it's also one extra year, so it's not like, you know, everybody will look at that number and say, whoa, 56 million. It's actually whatever it is, an extra 15 or 16 for that extra year. You know, he would probably make $40 million in that extra year anyways. But uh, I think he loves playing in Los Angeles. I think everything is working out. As I said, everybody came around him and made sure uh, they, they were worried about him being injured. I think there's a camaraderie there. I think he likes playing there. And uh, maybe he should have taken it before he got injured, just in case this is a long-term injury. He's just fine. It's a bruise. He is tough. He plays a lot of games. I think people forget that. Uh, he played 75 games each of the first or each of the two years before uh, he uh, parted ways with New Orleans last season. I think they got a good thing going. I don't think he's going anywhere. That would be a real, real shove in the face of the Lakers. If I mean, he said, I'm out of here. But I've it, had enough. It, it must at least give some encouragement to other teams out there that, like, hey, I mean, you know. why he's, he But if he's going to say no, committed. they shouldn't even offer. Right? Like, why even say anything? Well, I'm just saying. I'm you just got saying. swayed by the headline, yeah, man. Yeah, Lee. That's just, why we do this, man. That's why we play yeah, as yeah, this. You news. piped up when you saw it yesterday. The yeah. tweets come. Oh. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Here, my favorite part is that this headline that he declines the Lakers' max extension offer, it leads way to other headlines like this. Knicks fans shouldn't hold their breath after Anthony <laughs> Davis turned down Lakers extension. Okay, Lee? That's talking to you directly. Don't hold your breath, mate. Just watch I know you're still for, a secret Knicks fan. Just watch out for them. Pat Riley, man. Just watch uh, out for him. Yeah. Well, the, mo- um, the most another team would be able to offer him is the f- is a four-year deal. You're not, he's not going to be able to get that, that five-year that he'll be able to sign with the Lakers. Tax-free, tax income tax-free in Florida. So you think Anthony Davis point. is going to the Heat? Good point about the taxes. <laughs> what about yeah. the Magic? They could offer to. Yeah, but they don't have the Godfather. Mm-hmm. What about that team in Tampa Bay that's coming? <laughs> Tampa Towers. Our next one, ESPN. Pistons star Blake Griffin out indefinitely after surgery on knee. Is this news? This is news because the Pistons are back. <laughs> How could they be back, you yeah. ask? Yeah. <laughs> Blake Griffin, out indefinitely. That means he's out for the season. That means, thank you very much. We're getting a high draft pick. Yeah. Okay, you got to hit the draft pick. It also means Andre Drummond. We know he's getting traded. He's 100% getting traded for sure now. That's another pick. You're adding two lottery picks, two first-round picks to the Detroit Pistons. You get Blake Griffin back next year to tutor those guys. This is great for the Pistons. Best thing that could have happened. Wow. Wow. What do you you guys say? Really, a lot of love, a lot of positivity in 2020 for Trey Griffin. That's right, baby. They also got to, yeah, they got to hit those picks. That's for sure. That's the that's the problem. But hey, maybe they'll pull out another Seku Dumbuya. Dumbuya. Yeah. Fun name to say. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that was the dunk you were talking That's about, right, I assume, yeah, on, on Tristan. Yeah, that buried was, him and then stared him down. The, worry, the worry is their own pick that they get, you know, depending on how far far they fall, it will be a 8, 9, tenner. I don't like that. I want them to have a 1, 2, 3, 4, fiver. They really got to tank it. Lottery odds they could. are they, flattened. Yeah. They're flattened. They only have five yeah. more or six more wins than the Hawks, who are the worst team in the league yeah. right now, who we think will be getting better from John Collins returning, from possibly even adding Andre Drummond. They should have more wins. They should be a better team than a Pistons team that is missing two of their three best players for the rest of the season. Yeah. No, I, I wonder. Steph Curry will come back for the Warriors. Look, you said moving Drummond. Okay, so let's say he's moved. Uh, who knows? Is it to the Hawks for an expiring deal and a first-round pick? You know, possibly that, that Nets first-round pick. Do they look to trade Derrick Rose? They could. I think that's a possibility. I think teams would want him the way he's playing, um, coming off the bench. And what do you get for him? Well, maybe you get a couple, I don't know, a couple second-round picks. You know, high second-round picks. Who knows? Do they look to trade Markeith Morris? For a future asset. Yeah, I think all of this stuff is in play. I think they should look at it all um, and possibly consider it. Lean into the idea of just getting as many chances, many bites at the apple as they can in the draft lottery. Um, I don't know a lot about the draft. We don't pretend to be college experts, but I do know from reports that there seems to be, it seems to be like a heavy point guard um, type of draft, that there is a lot of skilled guards. They could use one of those. Sure, uh, Cole forward. Anthony is a name that I've heard. That is a name I've heard. That's Greg Anthony's son. I even know that much. Um, so yeah, maybe it's a, maybe they get a guard, a point guard for the future uh, in this draft. They're going to lean into it. And they, that's, yeah. they have no choice otherwise. They need they need two things out of one player: a star like a Jar Morant, yep. who can also maybe put some bums in seats. Yep, that's what the Pistons need desperately. And they tried to do that with Blake Griffin. They tried to ha- hope he would be somewhat that guy. Um, and the on-court product was great, but I don't think it really moved the needle too much on ticket sales, but largely because Blake simply wasn't the highlight reel Blake of his early Clipper days. Uh, he was a more rounded player. He was player. their point guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> more rounded player, better overall player, but just not as, uh, you know, not as exciting as he was in those early days where he was dunking all over people. Uh, hopefully he can get back to sort of that all-NBA type of Blake we saw with Detroit. And because he had this soreness, he had these loose bodies in the knee. Um, you never want to have a loose body inside your no. body. He's had a lot of, I, I have, lot of, I have lot of knee uh, confidence in him being still a you know a very good you know good player for a while because he's shown that as his athleticism declined, he was able to yeah, uh, change his game. So you know you look at guys like a, a Zach Randolph, for example, who made a career. He wasn't super athletic, but he was able to get inside and score and be effective for a lot of years in his career. Now Blake's going to be always a little bit more athletic than Zach was, but. That's a sort of model I think he can look at is to, to figure out a way to still use his strengths to be uh, a relevant player. Our next headline from the Miami Herald. Heat announces three-day Dwayne Wade celebration for Jersey retirement. <laughs> is this news? Three days. It's not long enough. I'd make it five or six days. <laughs> really drag it out. <laughs> I saw that and I thought, okay, okay, that's a little bit much. But then when you look at it, it's really not. It's really just an event for season ticket holders, which will be televised on Friday night. And then Saturday night's the big deal at the game. They retire the jersey. And then Sunday they debut his documentary, right. which uh, features his career, basically. Like in the arena that you can buy tickets, I guess, to go watch it, right? On that Sunday in the afternoon. That's what it looks like, yeah. Yeah, it is wild. Yeah, it's called the flashback on the Friday night, like Tess said. That's looking at Wade's most memorable moments. Then you got the jersey retirement. And then on Sunday, 
come on back to the the arena and it's only three and bucks watch his duck yeah it's three bucks it's pretty cool it's a, yeah it's all for all for his charity yeah no that that part is neat um I'm excited about the documentary. It is a co-production between ESPN and um, I think it's Imagine Documentaries who do some great work. And it's apparently like shot across 10 years with Wade and his family. And there's like hundreds of hours of like never before seen footage. Could be cool. I'll watch it. Yeah. Uh, so Not that, that I'm going to drive down to Miami no, to watch it, no, but no. I'll find it online somehow. think it'll be somehow. online? Yeah. I think that uh, Dwayne Wade is going to replace Allen Iverson as the guy who is honored by his franchise the most. It feels like they bring Allen Iverson back to Philadelphia and be like, remember we had Allen Iverson? Every single year, that guy is getting honored at half court. Dwayne Wade, he might get honored 41 <laughs> times a season by the Miami Heat. Let him stand on the table. Yeah. Maybe that's where they'll build his statue. Just put it right up there. Oh. I like that idea. Uh, Pat Riley quoted as saying, in my opinion, with all due respect to others, Dwayne Wade has been the face of this franchise. Is that uh, due, due respect to Shaq, do you think, and LeBron? I, I would say that is to Zoe, Shaq, LeBron. Not even Shaq, actually. Well, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, mainly, I actually think more Zoe more than anything. Yeah. And maybe even a crazy, is it to say, even a Haslam? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's ah, been there the exact same time as <laughs> okay. Dwayne Wade. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going Zoe and LeBron is who he's really got in mind there when he's saying that. But I don't think it's a, an incorrect <laughs> opinion from Pat Riley. By no any means. There's no doubt. Uh, we played 15 of his 16 seasons in Miami, won three titles, the finals MVP in 06. All NBA honors eight times, you know, countless all-star games. So D-Wade, the three-day celebration. <laughs> Great tweet from uh, Mike Prada at SB Nation who says, they have, Dallas Mavericks have to do a 41-day celebration for Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's got documentaries. Yeah. Spread out over time. That's a great idea. Maybe right. he can do 10 minutes of the Irishman every day. <laughs> I don't know. Final one here. Final headline. Bleacher Report. It's a simple one. Pistons' Derrick Rose will be in the 2020 NBA All-Star Skills Challenge. Quick trivia before we can, uh, discuss Rose and the Skills Challenge. Who was the, who was the defending champ in the event? It's the annual trivia question. I know. Who the heck won the skills yes. challenge last Spencer year? Spencer Dinwiddie. No. Oh, no, okay. he did win. I think uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, Kyle Anthony Towns won it once, yeah, but that was first a big man. Ago. Yeah, yeah. It was years ago. This guy's a little uh, a little smaller than Carl Anthony. Test, Towns. Do you know who it is? I yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, smaller, but like a bigger wing guy, like a wing guy. Gordon Hayward? No, but you're damn close. Jalen Brown? No, you're even Jason closer. Tatum. Jason Tatum <laughs> is your defending champ in the <laughs> skills challenge. Anyway, Rose says Shams is planning to return to Chicago uh, in February for at least this event. Yeah, so he's not taking the Zach Levine route of like, oh, I only do it from the game, because he's an outside chance to make the game. Yeah, it's possible. So he's like, he's playing good cop. He's saying, all right, yeah, oh, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And then, you know, if I'm there, I'm there. If the, you know, Maybe there's an injury replacement if I don't make it. We're going to hear the loudest pop ever in a skills challenge when mm. Derek Rose... I would say that's probably true. ...battles in this. That crowd's going to go nuts. I thought your trivia was going to be who has the best dunk in skills challenge history because it is Derrick Rose. Oh, Remember true. he had that uh, double oh, pump yeah. reverse yeah. Uh, millions of years ago. Uh, hopefully he can defend his <laughs> crown. <laughs> we still doing bigs and smalls in this thing? I, I think so. Any news about any tallies uh, being invited? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can't believe sometimes this event still happens, but... I yeah, I don't know. Was... I don't dislike it enough to like be like get rid of it. It's like sort of just the sort of perfect little uh bouche starter. Yes, exactly. You know, you're going to be in Chicago, you're going to be at the tavern with us, Shubas Tavern, watching us do our live show. 
And then, hey, look, if we run long a little bit because we're feeling it on stage, you know, no one's going to be like, I got to watch the skills challenge. <laughs> Wrap this up. You know, it's on. Who cares? It's right there. Um, but, yeah, Derek Rose will be in it. So that's cool. And you're right, Lee. Maybe this is a smooth move by him to be like, yeah, oh, oh, it would be an honor. Exactly. It would be an honor to try and throw this ball through a little hoop. <laughs> and, hey, I'm here if you need another guy for the All-Star game. Yeah. I'm just just – I'm right here. I got my jersey on and everything. I won't even take it off after Friday night. <laughs> what kind of intros do they do for the skills challenge? Is there any sort of portion where Derrick Rose may need to dance? Ooh. Ooh be another great throwback. Yeah. I think they – ooh, I can't remember. Do they just show them at some point? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, here you go. Great call. Great throwback. Uh, so those are the headlines. Those are the only two things from I know about Derrick Rose from All-Star Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's <was> hilarious. <laughs> Especially if Dwight's back there as well. Yeah, like, Dwight's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. They're all back, baby. All right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet of Tweet of the Night is an audio tweet, and it comes from our friend and former colleague 3D Dennis Scott, who caught up with Thunder Big Man and Real Choice Bro Stephen Adams before last night's game to play a little game called 24 Seconds With. 24 Seconds with Big Stephen Adams. Here we go. What's your favorite pregame meal? Uh, a peanut butter and jam sandwich. Ooh. Favorite uh, NBA moment so far? Uh, favorite moment, probably taking a charge. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's been a trend lately. I've got three of them so far, so it's pretty good. Weirdest food you had on the road? Weirdest food? Um, I'm not sure. I couldn't identify it. I went to some shady, um, I, was, I think it was Chinese cuisine, but I'm not sure. It was just weird. But, yeah. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Uh, probably milk chocolate. Ooh, you made it. 24 seconds. Good job. Oh, that's it? Ah! <laughs> Yes, that was 36 seconds of 24 seconds <laughs> with 3D. I love it. <laughs> Are you a dark chocolate or milk dark chocolate? chocolate? Dark whoa, chocolate. Dark yeah. chocolate. Whoa, whoa. I, too, am a dark chocolate. I Once I went out to a brunch and I saw Tass Mellis eat the smallest piece of dark chocolate. It was insane. It was like a fleck. <laughs> Just like somebody chipped off a little end of it. It's like, that's all you need. I was like, you're crazy, man. What was it? 99% cacao? <laughs> You want to tap out at around 72. Oh, 70 is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a milk chocolate guy. I'll be honest. Plus 70. I'm a plus 70 guy now, though. I'm just like Tess. So Tess, you're you're a dark chocolate guy then? I like it all. You liked it all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 3D does that basically every game that he's out there. He does that 24 seconds slash 36 (laughs) seconds. He also had the funny interview with uh, Chris (laughs) Paul after the game. I thought that's where you were going to go. Yeah, that was great when he said a throwback performance. What'd you say? (laughs) Throwback performance. (laughs) <laughs> uh, great great to have him back in our lives 3D <laughs> alright pick em results from Tuesday night I mentioned it very early in this show it was the Knicks-Lakers game Lakers had to win by 14 or more no problem um, it was one of those ones like they were up like around 15 in the fourth they're like this is gonna go one of two ways here it's like the Lakers bench is gonna let the Knicks back into this game and the Knicks will cover or the Lakers will just hammer them here and that's exactly what they did one big Lee, only one to take that big, big line. Mm. Lee improves to 3-1 and one for the month of January. Everybody else got the loss. Trey and I are 2-2. Two and two. Tass, 1-3. and three. Rough start here to 2020. So what's our game tonight? A big one. The Denver Nuggets visiting the Dallas Mavericks. Two great teams and their two great stars are feeling good because their previous game they balled out. Luka had 38-11-10 on Monday. Ninth 30-point triple-double the season. The rest of the NBA has eight combined. Wow. 
That's pretty cool. And Nikola Jokic, 47, career high on Monday. Those two battling on ESPN tonight. Dallas favored by three and a half. Welcoming oh. the visiting Denver Nuggets. Tough one. Ah, tough, tough, tough. Lee, you're on fire, man. What did you get say? The Nuggets can cover that. You like Nuggets, eh? Nuggets yeah, can cover I that. think they can the cover that. Okay. Lately's taking Denver. You know what? Uh, you're hot right now, man. You're so hot you're wearing jogging pants. <laughs> Sweatpants. Um, I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the Lee Ellis wave here. That's it. Hmm. Riding not, the wave. Yeah, I'm just going with wherever Lee's going. Give me Denver. No Porzingis. It seems like I too will ride the wave. Okay. Allow me to jump on the Denver <laughs> Nuggets wave. <laughs> Mm. And when yeah. I mean riding the wave, we're riding down that hair, that little... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're hard riding down the that California front part of Pretty hair. smooth wave, then, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. very smooth. <laughs> Actually, looks a little greasy. Is there Does oil it? in that wave? I watched it the other day. <laughs> Just kidding. The other day. So it's probably a little oil. What are we, Wednesday? I watched it on the weekend. Saturday or Sunday. Perfect time. <laughs> nice. Does um, come with us? You riding ooh, that wave or are you you're surfing down? You're swerving. Woo. This is the fifth game of the Nuggets' fifth five-game trip. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Chris Tapps, you coming back, man? You coming back? <laughs> Give me the Nugs. Everybody taking Can't Denver trust nice. to cover. Nice. So Denver plus three and a half. Maybe we get a little money line action going on <laughs> tonight, too. Uh, who knows? <laughs> who really knows? Um, Tess, I know you got handles tonight, but mm -hmm. we're... We're a little short on guys mm. for our run tonight. Lee, what are you doing tonight? You washing your hair? I might have to now, yeah. You want to cut? That looks great. <laughs> you don't need to wash I'm, it I'm in his head now. <laughs> it looks good. Man. In his kidding. head like grease. I was yeah, actually, joking. that excuse actually might be transpiring tonight. Tra Lee Ellis saying, I got to wash my hair. He actually might be washing his hair tonight. Uh, mm. Yeah, we need guys for the run. Come on. What time is it? Eight. Eight o'clock. No, not far from you. Yeah, Heroes no, in, Santos in, Gerald, Kelvin, Skeets, Tom, and Trey. Come on. It's a good run. <laughs> we'll see. We'll Tom's see. there. Tommy. Tommy. Big Tommy. Big time Tommy. Right, <laughs> let us know. Uh, guys, thanks for joining us here today. It is another back-to-back -back jacks type of day in the No Dunk studio because we have beach stepping to do. We'll be stepping on the beach, reading your emails and your tweets a little bit later here on Wednesday. So make sure you subscribed to the No Dunks Podcast wherever you listen to us. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Tom is no longer Mark Zuckerberg's friend. <laughs> Embrace the day, people. You could stay.